Welcome to Camp Constitution Radio with your host, Hal Shirtliff. This show is heard on WBCQ of the Planet every Monday and Friday evening, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also pick up this show on our uh, on Podomatic. That's our flagship platform, as well as Spotify, Amazon, iHeart, and several others. Uh, we are uh, this show is brought to you by Camp Constitution, which, among other things, runs a week long family camp. And our next year's camp is coming up July 14th to the 19th at the Singing Hills Christian Camp and Retreat Center in Plainfield. And I know it's a long way off, but we start planning our, our, our next year's camp this year. Uh, we line up some great instructors. We usually have a good uh, stable of return instructors, but we have some new ones, um, guest instructors, and some of those guest instructors become regulars. But anyway, we also have lots of activities coming up in the next couple of months, including a weekend retreat. We're bringing in a speaker, Charles Van Week from South Africa. He's going to be speaking in Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and Maine. And so to learn more, just visit our website. You'll see our calendar. You'll see links to our Facebook page where we have events and more details than just the calendar, as well as our YouTube channel, our Rumble channel, our Podomatic page where this show will be uh, brought on and many others. And uh, so anyway, I, uh, I've i been using Podomatic. They have a, a recording um, platform where... And what happens is, like, seems like every fifth show, uh, when I do the show uh, and I download it, 29 minutes and 30 seconds, sometimes it speeds up and there's nothing uh, after a half hour and I upload it and there it is at 19 minutes and you play it and I sound like um, uh, Ben, uh, what's his name there, Ben Shapiro, I'm just going, bah, 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 and it just can't be done, anything to be done with it. Uh, so... I've been using the Zoom platform. I hopefully this will uh, not have that same problem. Uh, not as good at the, the timing aspect of it. It doesn't work as well as the Podomatic, but I can't take, I can't lose a half hour every, you know, say like every three or four shows when and I, uh, Mondays are busy for me and I want to get the show off to our producer, uh, WBCQ. And by the way, I just returned from uh, God's country, Arista County. We had um, a table at the, crown of maine balloon festival and what's very interesting um i when people come by the table and it was lots of people the thursday was busy we were there from thursday to saturday thursday and friday four to eight uh, four p.m to eight p.m and then on saturday 12 to 8 which is you know pretty long day because we have we had some events uh, in the morning outside of the um you know in the area and uh boy saturday was a particularly long day and i then i had to drive home sunday morning and i've actually had a pretty much whirlwind last week and a half uh saturday in uh, august it was at the 20 20th or 21st i drove i had to get up at three in the morning i drove down to newark new jersey where i attended the the funeral of our dear late friend barbara from harlem aka solana reed dear friend of ours in Camp Constitutions, got stuck on the George Washington uh, Bridge. I'll never do that again. I say that that's the second time I got stuck on there, but I, I looked at my GPS. I said, I'll get there pl plenty of time. I got there late, but I got there. And and then from there, I uh, met with Stevie, Reverend Steve, and we drove down to Lynchburg, 
uh, where we where I moved in. Well, we helped he helped move in my youngest daughter to um, Liberty, her second year at Liberty. We also got a chance to have a good meeting with Vince Ellison, and we're going to hopefully be speaking, uh, sponsoring a speaking tour for him, and then drove back. And then I uh, had one night, one day at home, and turned around, had to come up to uh, Arista County, but I love doing it. And it was very productive. But one of the things I know, I ask people when they come by the table, uh, where you're from? And some people are, well, I live here. I live there. And I'll ask them, you know, they'll say, well, I'm originally from South Dakota. Or I'm originally from California. So lots of people uh, that come by the table have moved into up to Arista County in the last several years. And they're conservative Christian types, the ones that I'm talking to, because the ones that the leftists don't usually want to stop by our table where they see uh, pocket copies of the Constitution and things of that nature, uh, patriotic and uh, conservative things. They're not usually interested in that, uh, except one guy came by the table with a mask on. He made, could, he, uh, could see his eyeballs. And it's almost like he has been wearing that mask since since May of 2020. It's almost con, uh, contoured, uh, contoured to his face. He said, the Constitution, we need to, you know, re repeal it and get a new one. He was the only uh, detractor. And, I, you know, but I tried to kind of reason with him. I say, uh, like I've said this to numerous people who come up with this, what do you have in mind? You, you got something new? You got something that's never been tried before? Uh, because a lot of these other things don't work. And I said, if you want to get rid of the Constitution, do you get rid of free speech? You get rid of trial by jury? You get rid of presumption of innocence? Because uh, that stuff's in the Constitution. So if you want to get rid of the trash, it, then this is what you, you got to trash. How about cruel and unusual punishment? I said, you want to bring back the drawing and quartering? Yeah. So he didn't know what to say. And then we we had a few legitimate people come by the table and he walked away, hopefully with a, you know, a little food for thought. But as the Bible does talk about a reprobate mind, a mind that God gives, okay, look, I, you want to have this, uh, you want to believe this? Fine, bingo. You got your your mind is no no longer functioning. I like to think that even some of these broken brains can uh, can get a little dose of truth and uh, change their views. Uh, but our goal isn't necessarily to get people who don't agree with us to agree with us. Although we like when that happens, our goal is to get people who do agree with us to take action. And uh, and I don't I mean action as far as uh, educating and informing and and, uh, and having an impact in your community. That's what our goal is. And uh, when you get people who do that, you can have a profound positive, um, make a profound provident, uh, positive difference. Um, and I want to share something too. I A friend of mine uh, called me up and I won't mention anyone's names, but Oh, I think it was in 19, I had a chance to, um, we had just got this, the van that we're using now, and a gentleman that I had not met, but I knew much of, he was quite an individual, he took down a drug cartel, he was a DEI, uh, DEI drug, you know, drug enforcement, drug, DEI, I don't write why DEA, anyway, he was a federal, federal, he was a federal, he was a fed, that uh, went undercover and he took down or helped to take down a drug cartel in Mexico. But uh, he was visiting uh, this other friend and he uh, spent the day with me. I took the van and we went out to visit um, one of one of our camp sponsors, by the way, um, Socha Sign Company in Chicopee, where uh, Bruce Socha did a great stenciling job. He put the camp constitution uh our um our uh, on our van we have uh, uncle sam logo and our, our motto it's on 
both sides and on the back. He did a really nice job, and it's still still pretty in pretty good shape. And I'm just discussing things with him. I don't recall uh, anything specific that I said, uh, but he said recently to this friend that his time with me has changed his life. I don't know. Uh, he was a believer, but maybe, you know, some people have troubles with their walk and maybe just hearing a fellow brother for the day made a big difference. So uh, sometimes you impact people's lives and you don't even know it. And a lot of times though, we, we may lose elections. We may not always get our bills passed or the bad ones that we don't want to see passed rescinded or voted against. But on the way, we're making friends, we're influencing people, we're networking. So all of this has an impact. So uh, on my earlier show that didn't record well, I was just discussing uh, the different things uh, around the country and around the world that are happening. And my take is that most of these things aren't happening by accident. They're happening by design, whether it's the uh, influx of illegal aliens that are causing havoc in most of our cities, blue cities especially, and now suburbs and even rural areas. What do you do with millions of people? Uh, our federal government, uh, led by the Biden administration, they are deliberately causing this problem. They're bringing fentanyl in. Now, some of it's going to get in regardless, uh, even if you have a president and a uh, administration that is determined not to get it in. And some of it's going to get in, but now it's coming in by the bucket loads. And so you have to say it's deliberate because if they really wanted to close the border, they, they could. Uh, you see how quickly they got rid of illegal aliens in Martha's Vineyard within within minutes. They, uh, okay, we had a little sound bites. Now it's time to get these people out of here. And they were they were the National Guard was mobilized and they were off that island within a short time. Uh, so you know that they can do it if, if they want to, but they don't want to because that's the plan. And when you use the term replacement theory, and they, Schumer actually said that. So they're calling it a conspiracy theory, and it's racist when they're aborting. He even said that. He said, well, we're not replacing our population. So this is, well, yeah, of course, because you're aborting and you promote it. And you threatened violence against Supreme Court justices, old Chucky Schumer. That should have got you impeached, removed from office, and prosecuted. But no, because you're a lefty Democrat deep state operative. You're a deep state operative, Chuck, and all of you other people to go along with it. And all these Antifa people that think they're working against the establishment, they're working for the establishment. When Mitt Romney's marching with you, he's not marching with you because he's, well, he, I think he's a political coward, but he's marching with you because he's showing these people are, we're one with these people. So uh, uh, we mentioned the fires, uh, the horrible fires in uh, Hawaii. And I'd have, I don't know exactly whether it's just, um, incompetence at the local and state level as possible that led to this uh, had nothing to do with climate change. And that's what the left loves to do. They love to always anything uh, we need to make an issue out of this. So if it's if it was arson, if it was the Chinese communists that got involved in this, if it was uh, something else, we doesn't matter. We we're going to push climate change, even though it had nothing to do with climate change. Doesn't matter. We're going to scare people. Uh, the Democrats will, oh, the Republicans are against this, so we're going to push it. Um, and then Biden, my goodness, he comes, finally, uh, he, he, he realizes um, 
you know, he's got Hawaii. They're going to vote for him no matter what. If Biden dropped gasoline on the fires, most of these self-loathing Democrats in Hawaii will still vote for him. It's hard to figure out, but they would. Uh, although maybe he's going to lose a few votes. So he gets out there and he always tries to make it look like he can relate to something. He, his son was killed in Afghanistan. Well, no, he wasn't. His son, Bo, died. It may have been related uh, to the, he mentioned the burn pits. It's terrible that, it, that he died. He got sick, he, but he didn't die. He did, wasn't killed in action. But when he's talking to parents who've lost loved ones in these no-win UN wars, that's what he says. You know, uh, so here he is saying, Well, we I can relate to you. We almost we had a fire in our kitchen and I almost lost my uh, my Corvette and my wife. Uh, his wife was like like a trophy like his Corvette. Um people couldn't what? You related to that when you had a, a kitchen fire and nobody was hurt and there was minimal damage? You're equating that to your house, your whole neighborhood, your whole town being burnt to the ground and you've lost loved ones that were incinerated? Are you kidding me? You imagine if that was and and the and the and the kept media, the corporate press, oh, he's he's relating to the people. No, he's making an idiot of himself. And I think he's doing it deliberately. They want people to hate us. Um it, it's it's just uncanny how he gets away with this stuff. And there he is. Uh, 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 anyway, uh, and then you look at an incident that happened just a few days ago in Florida. A, uh, a white supremacist racist, I think he was 21 or 22 years of age, he shoots three black people and a family dollar, shoots them dead. And then I believe he turned the gun on him and killed himself, which saves the taxpayers a lot of money. But this becomes a national and international story proving that white supremacy is the biggest problem we have in the whole world. The United States is just full of white supremacists that are about to shoot black people at any given time. But that same weekend, I don't know how many people were killed in Chicago or in Detroit or these other big blue cities, blacks killing blacks. That's a non-story. Little children getting killed, getting hit by stray bullets. That's a non-story. It doesn't matter. There was actually, there was a black man that was killed by, it was uh, federal marshals, I think it was in California, I believe, who said that he was a sovereign citizen. He didn't trust the government. He was anti-government. Oh, wait a minute. He's black. Bingo. The story ended. It didn't, uh, there's no, no, nobody's denouncing him now because the, it doesn't fit the narrative. He had to be a white guy. And, uh, and he was, I think in his, about my age, uh, lived by himself, I think, never really, some people thought he was a good guy, some people thought he was a pain in the neck, but now he's dead, And uh, but because he was black, the story just squashed, uh, because again, if he was a white guy, ah, there's another white supremacist, anti-government extremist, we need to, they need to be taken out, they're a threat to our democracy, that's what we get uh, on a regular basis. Uh, well, uh, so I think it's important to actually the goal of the uh, and racism in the promotion of a race war, something that I've long contended. I think that there are elements in the Democrat Party from Biden on down that make an issue of it every single chance they get. Uh, you know, when the black supremacist uh, ran down a bunch of uh, people at a parade in Wisconsin, killed, I don't know, seven or eight people and wounded dozens of others. 
not racist. Nobody Biden didn't fly out to uh, to Wisconsin and uh, cry. There's a black supremacy is a major issue we have. Black racism. No, nope, not a word. Not even not even a hey. Sorry that this happened. Our thoughts, our prayers are with you. No, Atlanta. There was a guy that shot up a massage parlor. Happened to be white. Some of the victims were Asian. Had nothing to do with race, and they knew it. Went out there anyway. He and Kamala. Oh, we got to stop this Asian hate. When you look at most of the so-called Asian hate, it's usually black men uh, in New York City beating up some poor Chinese uh, Chinese women, some old Chinese women. Asian hate. They don't tell you it's black, mostly black men. You can't say that because that's that's uh, you know that's the racist. That's racism. You can't point that out. Even if you're black and point that out, then you're a, a white a black white supremacist oh yes there's such things of that right in this crazy crazy world we're living in now um i did want to mention to, oh so again i'm and the, the purpose of a race war isn't that the left is rooting for the blacks to take out the whites or take over the country that's not where that goal the goal is to cause much chaos confusion uh so they can have martial law and of course, the Democrat Party is the party of reconciliation and love, which we know that's not the case. In fact, um, you see Schumer denouncing Supreme Court justices, basically threatening them, threatening their lives. Uh, Maxine Waters, she's there saying, if you're with Trump, you're a Trump supporter, harass them in restaurants. And when you, if someone harasses, it, sometimes it leads to violence, physical violence, not just verbal, verbal assault. So uh, they want violence. This is what they want, folks. At the same time, they want to confiscate your weapons so you can't defend yourself. And if you live in a blue city or blue state and you defend yourself, there's a good chance that you will be arrested and prosecuted to the fullest extent, even more than that. And that's why I agree with the, the talk show host, Jesse Kelly, who syndicated around the country. I think he most of his shows here at night. He said, if you are a conservative patriot Christian, get out of those reds. I'm sorry, those what referred to as blue cities and blue states, get out of them because you are targeted. And I know some people can't get out. It's not easy to pull up stakes if you have a business that uh, that you've you've been there for years. You can't just necessarily get out. But I have to agree, and that's what we did. We're not in, you know, a, a solidly red state, but we are in a sort of purplish conservative state in New Hampshire, which should be red if uh, if it wasn't for the um the, the violation of the voter issues, which I hope will be uh, a law was passed here that went into effect this year. That makes it a little more difficult to cast a, um, a bad ballot. And I want to do discuss this. Uh, these Trump has four indictments against him. And of course, some uh, in it, this more recent one in Cobb County for uh, questioning or to somehow interfering with the election. Well, if I make a phone call, I'm, you know, seven or eight hundred miles away. How many miles? It is five hundred miles away. Take, talking to an attorney general who's not necessarily sympathetic to me, I say we're losing by eleven thousand votes. Come on, now there's got to be, you know, all the all the ballots that have been cast. Uh, how is he interfering? Was he actually physically doing something? That attorney general took the call and it was recorded. So Trump did Trump say? steal votes did he say just find get some ballots and just vote for me and then stick them in the box and count them 
know, he, he believed rightfully so that there was some voter fraud. That's what he was concerned about. Uh, and that's a crime now if you're a Republican or a Trump supporter. If you are a leftist and you contend, you contend that the 16 election wasn't legitimate, you blame the Russians, uh, blame Putin. That's okay. Even if you tried, I think there was uh, uh, there was a couple of members, Democrat members of Congress that that contested, and they had legally can do that. A law was passed in the late 1880s to just to do that, but they didn't have any senators to sign on. If you don't have a senator signing on, then you. You, you, your your protest or your con, the con, contesting the election goes nowhere and gee they actually had a senator uh in 2020 but then they breached the uh the capital hmm gee trump must be the dumbest insurrectionist because he, instead of letting it play out it maybe arizona uh, arizona's results would have been tossed out no he sends in the insert what are you serious you think anybody now if Trump called in an airstrike or mobilized the 101st Airborne and it ordered Pelosi arrested, you know, then you have a case. Yeah, that's definitely he was trying to have a coup. No question. But simply having a rally, which, by the way, was permitted, uh, the rally where Trump spoke and then the rally in front of the Capitol building, that was that was a they had a permit to be there. Things got a little bit out of hand, to say the least. But uh, when when they when they were waving people in, when security was and, and some of the police just stood down, especially right before uh, right before uh, Ashley Babbitt was murdered by a policeman in cold blood, there were some police that just as the guys were smashing the windows, they just left. Well, wait a minute, now why would you just leave? You're on duty, aren't you? Hmm, maybe they wanted that to happen. Oh, interesting. Oh, but. This will come out, uh, and hopefully it will come out. Of course, if you even mention this, uh, even today, even with the evidence, uh, recordings like this will be uh, deplatformed. If you put this on uh, on YouTube, they'll say, oh, you can't say that, even though it's true, can't say it. Uh, and then you look at these trumped-up charts, you know, in, uh, in New York, in Atlanta, and, and of course, the, the documents that Trump had. <laughs> He's got this ton of secret documents our very survival as a nation was at stake. Well, then why did you wait a couple of years to go after him if it was so vital? Why is it okay for a vice president to do it? Uh, two vice presidents, which they had no authorization. Oh, yes, he was going to sell the nuclear codes to uh, to the so Saudis. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and people believe that kind of nonsense, too. So we know it's it, it, it now be, and the only reason why they're going up to Trump the way they're going up because he's still the... Uh, He's the uh, top uh, nominee for the Republican Party. He's ahead in almost every single poll by a very wide margin. And uh, now there's some attorney generals that want to get his name, or secretary of states, that don't want to put his name on the ballot uh, in, the, in the primaries. All right, well, I'm going to switch gears a little bit here and talk about the necessity of homeschooling. Uh, not too long ago, it was about two weeks ago, I was listening to the um, the Cooner, um, Jeff Cooner. And Jeff Cooner has a very popular talk show in Boston's uh, AM WRKO. And I believe that the AM side of um, WBC, um, WBCQ The Planet actually airs the Jeff Cooner show. Uh, he's on from 6 to 10. And he's on, I think, other formats, like I just mentioned, but WRKO out of Boston. And I think every Tuesday, his wife comes on for about five minutes. Uh, Grace, uh, Grace, who puts liberals in their place, as Jeff is fond of saying. 
uh, she came on and Jeff was mentioning a couple of very bad bills. Almost every bill coming out of Massachusetts is bad, but these bills would do away with, um, with religious exemptions when it comes to vaccinations. And I forget what the other one was. And this would actually make it illegal for parents to uh, re refuse their children to get vaccines while the children would consent, uh, minor children who you can't get an aspirin uh, in a school, but you can get a vaccine uh, if this bill passes. So yeah, he's kind of asked, uh, what, are, what are the solutions? And he said, uh, how about homeschooling? And his wife said, well, maybe it's a temporary solution. She was very adamant, like homeschooling was not the way to go. And I really have to disagree with her. Uh, and She's a good lady, but that view she shares is not... Um, not unusual among some many conservatives they think well you know she said that we don't want to abandon the government schools or public schools well as i said i wrote a little article it's on our blog and i said you know i, I strongly disagree with her respectfully of course that and, and i have to say that in many respects it's the fault of the homeschool community for not promoting homeschooling as much as it should and there's probably some reasons behind that because it's would decentralized we don't have like a national we do have national organizations for legal help but as far as uh, advocacy groups at the national level where they have access to uh, newsmax and fox news that's not the case that doesn't mean that Fox News and Newsmax can't reach out to homeschooling or homeschool leaders uh, around the country, uh, but I know this is going to this is going to have to change because uh, we need we in the homeschool committee have to be more vocal about it, and um, and I just pointed out that the left has had our schools for over a hundred years. It's just incremental, and now it's almost like a full a full charge they have. When, when they're putting up rainbow flags in these government schools all over the country, that should be enough to say something's quite wrong. And yes, you may have had a good public school teacher 20, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. That's not the case today. And even if there's a couple of good ones here and there, they're stacked. It's, it's like rattlesnake medicine is not a 90% protein. Okay. But you might have a good teacher, but you have a lot of bad teachers, a lot of teachers with no protein, I should say. And they're the problem. And so uh, for that one or two decent teachers here and there uh, in these schools, you're going to deal with a lot that aren't. And you're dealing with administrations that are against the parents. They hate the parents, the school committees, they hate. So I do believe that we should, yes, get in voting, run for school committee, uh, have an in, do what we can at this pub, but don't expect the public schools to be saved. Don't and if, don't put our children in these public schools thinking that you know the next election we'll get some good school committee members uh, and everything will be fine. It won't work that way. But there are so many homeschool resources today uh, around the country. Practically every single state has a statewide homeschool group. In some cases, more than one. These state groups have local homeschool support groups where they meet once a week, twice a week, once a month, or whatever the case may be. And these homeschool support groups, they bring in speakers, they go on field trips, they'll uh, they'll be meet at, in many cases, they meet at libraries. And let's say that they, uh, let's say maybe the, the, there's a need for, say, a math teacher or a history teacher or someone teaching, they find them. 
A lot of people out there, retired people that happily offer their services. And if there was more of an outreach, we would find even more. There's also all kinds of online fully accredited uh, courses, a lot of supplemental uh, courses, uh, Freedom Project Academy, fpe.edu, I think is a website, Freedom Project uh, FPE, FPA, uh, led by Dr. Duke Pesta, K-12, fully accredited, uh, relatively inexpensive. There's also uh, the Ron Paul homeschool uh, program, ABECA, Liberty uh, Online, which is run by Liberty University, ABECA's Pensacola Christian Academy. There's just so many out there. Some things, these resources that a lot of homeschools may not have had uh, back, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Homeschool organizations at the state level, most a lot of them have annual conventions where parents can learn how to start homeschooling, uh, work with uh, meet other homeschoolers, and um, and and get involved, get their children homeschooled. And uh, and there's a lot of these satellite schools popping up. So they're sort of quasi homeschool. They're not fully like a, a a local church might use its facilities, not a separate school, but uses its facilities to have this online um, online resources. In fact, I just saw an article about it. I think it was World Net Daily, how they're popping up all over the country. And um, just an incredible place for you to, great uh, alternatives to, to government schools. And the reason why we're losing our children is because they're in government schools. That's a simple formula. You put your school, your child in a school where they're taught to hate you, hate the country, hate our, hate our history, and they can't, they can't even teach them basic uh, reading and basic arithmetic and math because they hate the students. Um, you, you shouldn't be surprised. So get them out. And I encourage parents and grandparents to get your children out of these government schools as quickly as possible. And uh, but one thing I have to say about the left, they do an incredibly good job about um, instilling their values or lack of them in their children. Anyway, uh, we're running out of time. I want to thank you for listening to Camp Constitution Radio with your host, Hal Shirtliff. And until next week, may God richly bless you.